What do you mean? Who's free and easy? You. Am I? Oh, my wife's I reckon. Side. Don't say it too. Don't say it too loud. <laughs> we, we've been recording. Say, say we've been recording for the last for the last few seconds. So carry on talking <laughs> while I make the introductions. So hello everyone and welcome to Hotspur Way Season One Episode Fifteen. It is Episode Fifteen, right, Ross? I always come to you because I never know what episode we're on. Yeah, we are. We are. Wow, we've done fifteen of these things and people still listen. Why? Say that again. So rhetorical question. Shut up. Okay. So with us, obviously, Perchy from his kitchen. We've got Ross, who's got a, a banging mic. Um, and let's, let's welcome on one of our new squad members, John. Now, before we ask John, John who he is, uh, for those of you who recall the Lemon Party episode, it got our, our, our most ratings, by the way. It got our most, uh, I mean, Perchy would say viewings, because, you know, it's clearly a podcast. So, and that, that question came in from John. So, John, who are you and what the devil are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> well, if, if, if your highest rated podcast so far was about a lemon party, that might be saying something about the people listening. More that's than that's who we want, though. So, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what John asked. He's so polite and hopefully he won't be too polite. Well, with lemon uh, party questions, I don't think he will be. So, he said, any golden rules I need to know about swearing off-limit topics, etc. Clearly, John has never listened to an episode. He just sent in a question. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can swear, you can do whatever you want. As I said, this is a Spurs adult podcast for adults. And uh, so, go on, tell us who to, tell us who you are, mate. So, I'm uh, I'm a uh, fat American who became enamored with Spurs around a decade ago, and I've liked watching them, listening to them, talking about them. Etc. Uh, I don't have any experience in the world of what we call soccer, uh, but I, I enjoyed it, and and uh, now I'm learning more about it. My kids are in it, and and I, I that's where I'm at. All right. So there is there is one golden rule. You're not allowed to call it soccer. There you go. Yeah. It is football. Okay. I mean, because the the thing that you lot play over there, they they really I think they use their feet like four percent of the game. So. We'll call that one handball. I totally agree. Right, perfect. Totally agree. The logic, the logic is there. Throw um, egg. The logic is there. We can throw it. How about, how about I just call it footy? That's rugby for me. <laughs> footy, no. footy, footy. Oh my God, John from North London is from Barnet. So we we are officially <laughs> we're claiming that you're from Barnet. If you don't know where Barnet is, <laughs> we're not talking about someone's hairdo. So John, I something which I'm always interested in in learning is why Spurs, why our fantastic club, what happened. Well, so the, so here's I'll, I'll tell you this the full story. The full story was I, I moved to a, a country uh, a, a, I moved away from where my hometown was. I had a new baby, and in the interest they, of they are normally the new. They are normally new unless you, <laughs> you've uh, discovered something else that we don't know about. But. <laughs> uh, and 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 what I did is I I, I basically just wanted to keep entertained on a Saturday when the missus was working and uh, but not be totally totally out of the out of key when when the baby started crying so I started watching soccer I'm sorry foot, football I started watching football and and a team called Tottenham came on and I was really entertained with who they were uh, you know back then about a decade ago it was Potch and it was you know Erickson and 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 Toby and all the good guys in the back and and I just loved watching it. So I, I kind of became a fan and started watching them more specifically. 
and before I knew it, I was I was a diehard I was a diehard Spurs fan, and um, and uh, I have all the traits, so I'm a little self-loathing. Uh, I expect nice. the worst things to happen. <laughs> um, I'm prepared for nothing but disappointment. So I mean, I'm I'm I think I'm life hard. I'm, I'm just I'm there. You're a proper yid. And, <laughs> and so, who do you who do you hate more, Arsenal or Chelsea? Uh, Arsenal. Oh, thank God for that. And so, do you know the history between Tottenham and Arsenal? Have you are you like fully caught up with why we don't like them and why their fans are pathetic arseholes? Well, well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm probably not totally caught up. I know that uh, I know that they moved to London from from another area i can't remember it off the top of my head but they moved there and then they trying to claim london as their own but we've been the original london team um uh other than that i don't i don't know exactly why why they're hated but i i hate them just as much as you so i'll tell you i'll tell you a brief story guys correct me if i'm wrong so i don't actually know when the year was but they were in the second division and they were promoted there you go that's that mic again dancing i think it's ross so they were promoted in place of Spurs. So Tottenham got relegated so Arsenal could get promoted. It was Herbert Chapman at the time, their chairman, who did it because he was, if I'm not mistaken, part of the FA or something like that. And uh, there was a conspiracy, basically, to have them promoted. And the worst thing about all of this, the reason why they're called the, the Gunners is because their stadium in South London, in Woolwich, they were called the Woolwich Wanderers. It was used for, I believe, World War One ammunition. So that's where the government would store their weapons. And so when that was happening, they had nowhere to play. So we opened our hearts up to them, you know, a small poxy South London team. And we said, you can play at our ground on the proviso that once the war's over, because, you know, most of the affluent areas, even today, are in North London. Like, for instance, if I go to South London, even if I cross any bridge, when I come back, I've got an illness. I don't know what it is. Their roads are weird. They've got pavements which are larger than most houses. I don't get South London at all. Sorry to anyone from South London who's listening, but you have had the opportunity to move to North London for years and you haven't, so that's your problem. So they then moved up into North London and... Uh, Back in those days, you had people who weren't as dedicated as we are and as crazy as we are. So they would go and watch Arsenal one week and then Tottenham the other week. And they basically were the first team which were, well, sports washing. And they, they basically bought the league. Not only did they get promoted in place of us, so we got relegated for them. But then they started doing all these underhand tactics. And if you, if you watch Arsenal fan TV or, or AFTV as it's called, or if you just, watch, just read any Arsenal fan tweets, you'll see that the majority of them have that strand of DNA which is inherent in them where they are dirty little plebs. And I don't get it. Like, for instance, if you're in a, if you're in a room full of people and you don't know which one the Spurs fan is, just walk up to a group. And if they're talking about football, you can normally tell which ones are the Arsenal fans. And I don't know why they're like this. Uh, it's something to do with their horrible little swamp of a club. Uh, so there you go. I think you're updated now. So you probably hate Arsenal even more. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm on board. I'm on board. Awesome. Well, you have been for about a decade, so that's that's great. Perch, how are you, mate? What have you been doing? I want to hear a dirty, a dirty little rumor from you that you've done this week. Rumor. I mean, a, a dirty little thing that you've done this week. Uh, I'll be honest, I've been quite boring this week. I've been working. Wanking. Uh, what else? Uh, come on. You've got a... Unbelievable. Uh, no, not much, really. I mean, I can't wait for the international break to be over. It is horrendously dull and boring. Um, you know my feelings about international football. It's crap. 
Um, yeah, I just want to. I want Monday to come around the corner. It's a bit dull without Tottenham at the moment. Guys, have you noticed every now and then he he it sounds like he's near his microphone. I don't know what he does, but every now and then it's like we can hear him properly. So try and capture that moment, mate, where we we where we can hear you properly, and then freeze right there. Right. Okay. There you go. Now we can hear you properly. So you couldn't hear me before. Well, we you can. We, we can hear you, but it does sound like you're in your kitchen. I mean, I'm in my I'm in my flat, which is an open spaced one. So the kitchen is part of the dining room, which is part of my office, which is then part of my living room. So technically, in theory, oh, so I am. Hear, yeah. See, we can hear you now. I don't know yeah, what, I've, I don't just, know. I've moved my keyboard out of the way and put my mic near my see, mouth. I mean, is that better? That's much better. I mean, this is a podcast. We can't actually see you. I know you're still not understanding how it works. But yeah, if you can just like set up, you know, your your mic and everything before we start recording, that'd be a lot better for everyone. Yeah, it's not as fun. Otherwise, then you don't get to use your to burn five minutes about moaning about my voice. It's all good. True, true. Ross, <laughs> other than other than an MOT and ordering a, a kebab, what have you done this week? <laughs> Um. Oh, my son's team won at the weekend, which is always good because it puts him in a good mood. Um, ten-year-olds take him very take that very seriously. Apart from that, not much. Um, it's the weather's been a bit over here, as we are quite a cosmopolitan podcast. We're stretching to America now. Um, I know, four different. How many continents are we on? Three. Well, Cy- Cyprus is in the EU, but technically it's Asia. Like, and when I'm in Lebanon, that's what I thought. Is Asia? No, no. Geographically, Cyprus is not in Europe. I can absolutely forty-six degrees heat every single day during the summer. I guarantee that's not Europe. Not geographically. I get that. I get that in southern Spain. Well, southern if you go Spain, to Sevilla. Well, I mean, it's more. It's more country, isn't it? So it's not really, not not really. Europe either. Have I just Grand pissed Canaria. off? You get it once a year that, in the UK. What about Gran Canaria? That's not, about that's not geographically Europe, is it? That's Africa. It's, it's literally a part of Spain. <laughs> I don't care if it's so. So what? The, the the British Virgin Islands are part of Britain. They're not. It's in the Caribbean. They are in the Caribbean, right? I don't know. So, John, <laughs> where, what's the weather like in Detroit at the moment? Uh, it's about it's about fifty degrees Fahrenheit and cloudy. So what's what's rain. that in what's that in uh, in English weather? English weather, yeah, brilliant. 50 degrees. Oh. Come on, guys, shut up. I, I don't know what 50 degrees is. I mean, I can Google it, but everyone complains that I'm I'll, I'll hitting t- I'll keyboard. tell you in a second. It's, uh, it's, oh, geez. it's 12 degrees Celsius. Oh, that's freezing. Oh, forget that. Yeah, I think that's Cyprus I, I think Cyprus hits 12 degrees maybe for seven minutes a year. Yeah, that's, 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 that's this is just fall weather. We're not we're not even at our coldest point yet. It'll be it'll be zero or below Celsius uh, shortly. Wow, and you're shoveling snow every morning, right? Just get to work. That's that's about it. Oh, I've got to come to Detroit though. I'd I'd love to, I'd love to see Detroit. Would you? Yeah, yeah, and because I know that there are quite a few Spurs fans there. The reason I know that is because I've got friends who have been to Detroit and watched games at I don't know the pub. Which pub do you go to? Uh, Dog and Pony. I can't remember if it was that one, but the Dog and Pony. I love the name. What of a great that. name a, for a pub. It is, that's right? a great. Like, it's normally like the dog and bone or something like that. But the dog and pony, that's quality. Watching Spurs at the dog and pony. And what's oh, up? I'll rate that. You're five hours behind the UK, so yes. early morning kickoffs aren't great for you, I take it. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, seven seven thirty, seven thirty. That's not bad. You and know, how, set the alarm on Saturday. And how many are there watching the games normally at the Dog and Pony? Uh, for bigger game, bigger matches, you have. We'll probably have uh, you know fifty, fifty people, fifty, sixty people. It's not bad. That's Good better. numbers, that's better, yeah. That's better than Cyprus. In Barca Spurs. How many do you lot have over there? So I think oh, you can go gosh. to different parts. Uh, there's, right? a, there's a group of about forty of us, but we we don't all go down to the pub and watch it. So it's like we're we're a bit we're a bit sparse when we do go, but we have got a good group. We have got a good group. All right, cool. So I tell you what, let's talk about the international break because I've been listening to a lot of people whine and whine and whine about it, and I a hundred percent agree with them as to why they're whining. And I tell you what, I think I've hit the nail on the head with this one. You know how we crave Ange ball? By the way, I hate that term, but we really look forward to Spurs playing right now. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to last year, right? We, we didn't really care too much about it. Can you imagine if England played like Tottenham? I think that we would have a much bigger affinity. Well, John, you wouldn't, but we'll, we'll, we'll say that you're English for the time being. Or, or even America, or, you know, even, even watching your national team. If they had, if you had a coach in America, I don't know, I don't even know who your coach is, by the way. Do you know? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Okay, that's how that's how interesting international football is that we actually we we have an American on who doesn't know whose coach is. Unfortunately, we do know who our coach is, and um, he's he's as boring as fuck. Honestly, he's not he hasn't got any charisma at all. He goes against everything he's ever said he would do. He seems to have been too long in the job. And I think that the FA need to do what Tottenham have done. So if, and we'll get on to Qatar in a minute. What, sell Kane? No, no. What they need to do is Daniel Levy needs to go and run the FA. And, uh, and he, can, he can find someone like Ange for them. I don't know who that would be, by the way. But God, don't, don't, don't try that. Apparently England are playing tonight, right? They're playing. Yeah, we've got the Italians tonight. Italians? If we win, we qualify for the Euros. Where are the Euros? The Euros are in Germania. Germany. Oh, really? They're in Germany. Tickets, by the way, by the way, just on the topic of that, the tickets for the Euros games are relatively well priced. I was having a look at it the other day, and you can go on to it and get them for about 30 Euros. It's about 27 quid, isn't it? That's because, yeah. no, that's because no one wants to go. It's supply and demand. I mean, it's, that's the reason. Well, no, it's not. It's because the reason why they're that price at the moment is because, obviously, there's no groups that you can just... You can just pick B3 versus B4 kind of thing. Like oh, they're, you they're mean just... for the actual Euro tournament? Yeah, I thought you meant yeah, for, for the, the Euro. Go, I had a, I had oh, a look right. and you can go and buy tickets now. They've got them in sections. So, like, you can get, like, grade A, which are, like, 300 euros. Or they, they call it fans first, which is, like, 30 euros. So, I don't know. I'm assuming that's in the gods. But it's not too bad, really. Like, you can... And they obviously tell you what game's being played where, like... In each group, obviously, there's no groups yet, so like, not many people are buying them yet. But you could, if you want, did you buy them? Just go. I didn't know. I was. I'm debating if I want to go or not. Just in case you get a really shit group. Yeah, no. In my luck, it'll end up being like Greece versus Romania Oi, or something. Oi, like. come on! It's nothing wrong with oh, Greece. Oh, that's Ange Town. That's Ange Town. My town as well. Well, yeah. half half of me anyway. Half my DNA is is from that. Well, yeah, old, I, couldn't really, I couldn't say Cyprus anywhere. They ain't qualified, have they? So. No, well, I don't really care about... I mean, I just... <laughs> Scotland, I just <laughs> Yeah, they have. Well Sc- done to Scotland. Scotland are massive, not. So, listen, we've been going for nearly 16 minutes and we haven't really spoken about Spurs. So, a few podcasts ago, I spoke about Qatar 
possibly buying Spurs. I've done it on Spooky's pod as well. And the good news is that because we have clients who are uh, based in Qatar, and one of them, I'm not going to mention names, but one of them is to do with a ministry in Qatar, I have some gossip. So I did tell you all that uh, Sheikh Jassim, Jassim to say his proper name, wouldn't be buying Manchester United. This was over a month and a half ago, I think I said it. So that's me on ITK. I'm the fucking God. That's the only ITK you'll ever get from me. But there is one bit more. Qatar have always been interested in buying Spurs. They have um, always wanted a club in London, but they want 100% ownership of that club. And talks happened um, about three weeks ago. Daniel Levy is not budging. Daniel Levy will not sell his 29.6 or 7% stake in the club. And so Qatar, right now, until Daniel Levy leaves, will not be interested in owning a minority, or even if they buy uh, the Tavistock Group, which owns Enoch, if they, even if they buy their shares, it's not something they're interested in right now. That comes straight from the horse's mouth. And so that's where we stand with it. So I'll tell you what, because we, we, we know, Perchie, where you stand, and Ross, we'll, we'll get around to you as, as well. John, if you had an owner of Tottenham Hotspur that had unlimited wealth, and also could could hit their keyboard, whoever's doing that right now. Like, would you want that? Where do you stand on Qatari ownership? I think it's like anything. It comes with a it, it comes with a certain set of conditions and kind of a, a double edged sword. You know, you you could have owners that have extremely deep pockets um, that could, you know, maybe potentially buy a a uh, uh, a cup or two, um, or, you know, as in city's case, they could be at the top for quite a while. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if, if deep down I would want a club like that because it becomes, it becomes a, a bit of a, a bit of a paper tiger. You have, you have fans that don't know shit about them. You have people that buy the shirt just to own the shirt because it has international, international, uh, you know, following, um, and and it and it, uh, I don't know. It, it's a, it's it's a double-edged sword. You gotta you're, you're gonna have to take the you're gonna have to take the licks. And the cash. So I guess it depends on what what you really want out of the club. Do you want do you want cups? Do you want titles? Or do you want, do you want a club? I I I agree. So there's other things that I can tell you guys. If if um, if. Qatar did end up buying because it would be Qatar the state, not Sheikh Jassim. Okay, so just for those who, who weren't listening to one of the other pods where we mentioned this, was it one and a half months or two months ago? I can't remember. What happened with, with Sheikh Jassim was Sheikh Jassim, Jassim is the owner of QMB. QMB is on paper the largest bank in the world, Qatari National Bank, with regards to funds that they have. Okay, but that's easy to have based on Qatar's wealth. Okay, so it's not like uh, they've done something miraculous in the banking world and they have grown to this 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 size. And so what happened there was that QSI weren't going to back. There were people in QSI who were going to back Jassim's bid, but the Emir wasn't going to back it. So the Emir is, let's say, the the king of Qatar, and so. Qatar, as a country, is happy 
that he never went ahead and bought Manchester United. Obviously, if he had done, what would have happened is they would have backed him 100%. Okay, they would have backed him. But Manchester United wasn't part of their plans. A club in London, however, is. And they've bought a lot of real estate uh, over the last few years in London. And adding Tottenham Hotspur to their profile would have been something that they would have enjoyed and would have loved. What it would also mean is that White Hart Lane, which I still call it, I will not call it Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because it clearly is a Tottenham Hotspur, which is owned by Tottenham, which is, sorry, a stadium which is owned by Tottenham Hotspur. They would call it Qatar Airways or they would look to call it one of the other state-owned um, companies which they have, so such as Qatar uh, National Gas or there's, there's a multitude of them. We would be sponsored and you would see many, many sponsorships from Qatar. And they would be huge. So, for instance, Qatar Airways, if they did end up uh, sponsoring the stadium, it would be a 25-year deal with shirt sponsor of Qatar Airways. The good news is that it's purple instead of it being red. So that's what we would have. Um, they would never look to change anything within the club. Nothing at all with regards to changing uh, stadium colours or anything like that. They're not interested in that. What they're interested in is raising Qatar's profile. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with a country wanting to raise their profile. I think, and I've got to be careful what I say here, but some of the things which could be wrong and deemed wrong is that they're, they're even though they have made improvements with regards to human rights, uh, especially in the labor force, it's not happening, happening as fast as they would like. There is a government initiative right now where they are setting up a, an entire ecosystem to make things better, but it's it's not moving as fast as um, certain people in the government would like. And the reason behind that is because the way that Qatar is run, there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Okay, and we find this when trying to do work with any any government um, groups it's you have to get a million different approvals for the smallest things and you're held up in bureaucracy right so this is one of the reasons the other thing with regards to uh, lgbtq that's not going to change anytime soon nor is it in saudi arabia and i'll give you a quick history lesson guys why is that not going to change because the um these two countries especially saudi arabia i would say more than half of their population are um, very strong Sunni Muslims. Um, they they strong as regards to their faith, and they don't accept a lot of things. And so right now, as they're trying to phase that out, but it takes years and years and years to do that, right? So it's a lot of education, whatever. You what you can't do is a binary movement. You can't say from one day to the next we're now going to allow this. I mean, just allowing women to drive was such a huge thing there. And so this is. These are the things that are problematic for ownership of, let's say, a Middle Eastern club. So knowing those things, Ross, where do you stand with it? Oh, before, before I don't start, want to go to the... I, but before I don't you, want to go Qatar Airways but before, Stadium. Well, first of all, Qatar Airways are a fantastic hairline. I've got to tell you that. And I'm, I'm not denying that, but I don't want to go the stadium. Are you going down the Qatar? Yeah, I'm going down the Qatar. I'm going down the... But I don't think we would do that. We're not... When, we don't own a swamp like Arsenal do, where it never had a name. You know, we built our we built our stadium on White Hart Lane. Yeah, it's half of it, so it always will be White Hart Lane. I don't care what anyone says. You know, that is what it is. Let me just tell you one more thing. If um, 
If Qatar were successful in owning 100% ownership in the club, that also means removing the 30,000 plus shareholders that are there because they will want full control over the club, okay? Because that's how they like to do things. The board would have three Qataris, three Qatari nationals, okay? And then you would have some other board members, right? They would spend a lot of money at Spurs to raise the profile of the club, okay? They would. Does that mean that we would be instant winners? Just take a look at PSG. Yes, they win their Farmers League every oh. year, but what else do they do? You know, so there is a lot of bling when it comes to Qatar and the Middle East. And unfortunately, throwing money at certain situations doesn't always guarantee success. It did when, a, when Abramovich did it, because back then it was new, but now it's not the same. They would also have huge academies, Spurs academies in Qatar, um, what else do I know? There would be um, Spurs TV in Qatar. That's another thing that they uh, would be thinking about. So Spurs play would be broadcast there as well. Bean would be heavily on our side. So Bean is like a sky out there. Okay. Um, Bean are the biggest contributors to the Premier League TV rights, just so you know. And so does that mean Richard Keyes would have to be nice Richard, to us? Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> they, they, although, to be fair to them, they they say how they see it. You know, I'll be I'll be honest with that. Apart from when the World Cup was on, and then it was a lot of a lot of like you know loving Qatar and all that. If they are told to do a certain thing, they love their lifestyle out there. They are living the life. I can tell you this for nothing. They are loving their life out in Qatar, and they don't want anything to jeopardize that. You know, so yeah, if they were told, listen, you can't. You know, you have to try and be a bit more pro Spurs then they would have to toe the line. Again, would I like that? I don't know, Ross, what about you? Would you like that? After everything I've just said, I've given you the whole package of Ooh. things that we've heard. What do you think, mate? Honestly, no. I, I just, it's... <sighs> I've grown up with Spurs for over 30 years and I've gone through, we've gone through so much. The fact that we're a very organic club and we've built it from... Oh, not nothing for God's sake God we're a London club for goodness sake but the way that we've gone about it it just it just it relates more than just someone a state or whatever coming in throwing a few billion at it and then we are competing and all that which sounds great I know but it's all very I don't know it's all very manufactured and I don't know it just doesn't hold much water with me but maybe I'm just a grumpy old man I don't know um but it just doesn't, it doesn't tickle my fancy because I just, it, it's, it, I just love the way that we have come from a 35,000 seat stadium, built this billion pound mega stadium that can do all sorts. And it's been done organically with a big ass loan from the bank. And? And we, how do, it just... It just doesn't feel it doesn't sit right with me, but that's I'm probably more of a traditionalist. I, I, since I mean we take the mick out of Chelsea and Man City for their fans and even Newcastle because they just get a load of plastic. They're plastic clubs now. They're clubs built on little history, apart from maybe Newcastle have a bit more, but the other two they their only six major successes come in the last twenty years, and. You know, it, it we we all have taken the mick out of them at some stage, and there is substance to it, because 
they get fans from everywhere who only wouldn't even know who the, the they couldn't even name any player from the early 90s and that doesn't make you know just because the dirt on fingernails doesn't make you any more of a support than anyone else but it just i don't it just doesn't doesn't hold much for me it doesn't hold much sentiment for me i just it just doesn't meh Perchy, mate what do you think um I don't care who really owns Tottenham. I'll be honest, don't really care. Um, I just, I just want if the if they come in and take over us, then I want the plan. That's for me the main thing. It's all about the plan. It doesn't really matter. Like you want the club to be a well-oiled machine, and under this ownership, we should be a well-oiled machine, but we're not. We've been, we should be at that level where the whole thing, but everything changes every every couple of years. And it's like, we've never actually, like, you use Man City as your, as your, um, as your example. That's a well-oiled machine. That's yeah, a, that's yeah a, but it that's is a, now. It is now. Do you not remember? Yeah, because, In 2008, because since, up until since, 2016, since, they weren't. Yeah, but since Shake Man Saw came in, they're a well-oiled machine. No, no, they weren't. They've, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, they are. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Now they are. Now they are. He, he, yeah. he, he came in in <laughs> August. One minute. He came yeah. in in August 2008. Look, one minute. Look, one, minute. One, plan, one minute. One minute. One minute. One minute. And in 2009 or 10, Peter Crouch scored yeah. in what we call the Champions League playoff. Yeah. And we got in the Champions League ahead of them because they, they had multiple chairmen who didn't know how to run that football club. Yeah. Their football club has gone has gone 180 since Pep Guardiola. Well, actually, before then, since Pep's mates came Guardiola. in. It was sit Well, it's when his mates came in. Chick Big Denirista, I can't remember. I don't yeah. know. Is it him and, right? and what's the other guy called? Oh, I've forgotten his and name. I know who you're talking right. about. So they came in and what they did is they, they got everything ready. They built the foundations, put the pillars up. They then got the walls ready. They plastered the whole house and then Pep came in and bought the furniture. They got everything yeah, ready for him. Okay, but and they, they had the funds to do that. They were doing that before, though. No, they, they were weren't. They were, yeah, they were winning titles. Yes, they, they were. were winning... But if Pep was there from 2008, they would have won a whole lot more. Yeah, no, I know. We're talking I, I eight, years, but, eight years, eight years of, yeah, of spending what, so much money and not really doing too much. Of course yeah, they James, won titles. I get what you're saying. And we're talking about it from the front end. I'm talking about from the back end here. Look at what they've done to their complex. That was one of the, They didn't do that under Guardiola. They did that... They did that years before, they, and their academy is now one of the best in the country. Like they, they bring through talent year after year after year. That isn't Guardiola. I mean, Guardiola's helped, but but this is a systematic thing. And and um, Touchwood, Tottenham are doing it now, right? In the sense of the eyes of the academy players are playing the same way as the first team. The whole structure of everything that we're doing is what it is. But this should have been done years ago. And this is the problem we've had at Tottenham. And listen, as I said, whoever owns us, listen, I, I don't care if we've got um, Qatari owners. I couldn't care less. I, I want to see Tottenham. I want Tottenham at the top table every single year, challenging for every single trophy. Because as fans, we deserve that. We pay some of the highest ticket prices in world football. And we haven't been... Get, yes, the last few months have been lovely. Couldn't say the same for the last four years. Last four years was awful, and my point being is, is listen, like we we talk about amazing stadium, yeah, lovely stadium, great. I I I I'm not one of these people. I couldn't care less what the stadium looks like. 
as long as we win, if we're winning stuff. I, I'd happily have stayed at White Hart Lane with us winning trophies. Do you know what I mean? Like achieving stuff. Like that football is about winning. It's not about everything else, but it's all about the plan and the structure and how we get there. Listen, whoever takes over us, listen, that doesn't mean necessarily matter the name or if it's Yassine. I personally don't see it happening, but that's just my own opinion. But I'll be amazed if it does. But but my point being is, is I think you're right. Why does Daniel Levy need to get rid of Tottenham? Let's put, be honest about it. Why he's built a he's built a a million a million pound cash machine ATM at White Hart Lane, where every time it's used, they print a million pound in it, and that's what they've done, right? Why would they get rid of that? They wouldn't, but so so first, just to because I've been to Manchester City many many times. My ex is the whole family of City fans, and I've been there many times. So they didn't finish their complex or didn't really start it properly until uh, December twenty fourteen, and again it was when the guys from Barcelona came in and really built up what we call the City Group as today. That's when it all happened. So it's a facade to think that Manchester City were great. Yes, they won a few titles and whatever, but we were still beating them at White Hart Lane, if you remember, right? So it'll probably we will still do. Don't I we? don't think we were. I don't think we were when it were under other managers. We it was well, more the Guardiola one when we started winning randomly against. Them. Well, we we I remember that that game where Lemes scored at the end, where it was like an open goal. But look, the the point yeah, yeah. The, the point is, let me ask you this question: Do you have any friends who are who are gay? Huh? Uh, yes, I do. If they turned around and said to you, I, and and you knew that they were massive Spurs fans. And they said, I can't go anymore. I can't go anymore because we're owned by people who won't let me be me in their country. What would you say to them? No, I, 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 listen, I, underst- I understand this topic. I get it. I understand that. But, but the theory behind that, though, is, is where, where do we, why do we care massively about who owns the football club? It feels like only at Tottenham that we care about it. Like, I don't see. Well, I don't know. There's a few few thousand Manchester United fans who who might disagree with you. Yeah, but I didn't see any of them complaining about um, them. They're them. From what I've seen, collectively, they're disappointed that they haven't got new owners. Is my point. Yeah, but it's about ownership, right? So yeah, I think, but I think that, we that, have that, to that, care that's, who. That's, that's they're owners that have ma- massively mistreated the football club in the sense of their infrastructure, not the football inside. It's ironic, isn't it? It's very much the other... It's the opposite end of Tottenham, whereas I feel like our... The mismanagement in the recruitment at Tottenham has been bad, but the infrastructure at Tottenham has been brilliant, whereas I think the opposite is for Man United. I think they've they've spent loads and loads of money on players, but the infrastructure at Man United is some, some of the worst in the country, in this top flight I'm talking about. Right, so, so this doesn't become the Perchy and James show. Ross and John, feel free to come in because I'll ask the same question to you. If you had friends who were gay and they said, I can't go anymore. I will, I will support Spurs from afar, but I can't give any money to, to these people. What would you say? And by the way, they're not doing it. I, I have to really state this clearly. If Qatar... I'm talking about the country, was to ever buy Tottenham Hotspur, it would not be to make money. They do not need money. They surpassed God's finances years ago. Okay? They don't need any money. It's not for that reason. Yes, it would mean probably, probably, 
lower ticket pricing. And it would mean a whole lot more with regards to them getting involved at Spurs. So Ross and John, if you if you had friends who said who said to you, I, I just can't go there anymore because of this regime, what would you say to them? Go on, John. Uh, well, so I mean, I've got a couple of family members who are who are uh, gay, and and they, I would I would probably have a bit of a moral nightmare. You know, I would feel sad that they wouldn't want to go and wouldn't want to support the club, and and um, I would you know to be honest with you, I would probably start pulling back because I'm close enough to them that I could see their reasoning and I could. Have we just lost John? That's right. I'll jump in. I think on my side, if I am, if my, oh, is he back? Apologies. (laughs) Go on, John. Go. You finish your point, mate. Yeah, uh, I don't know where I left off, but uh, 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 you know, in in the country that I'm from, there's still uh, there's still a big a big issue with with that and and there's still a lot of people who don't think that lgbtq uh, identified people in in society should have the right to be exactly who they are so i completely understand where people's moral dilemmas would outweigh um who they follow the team that they support you know even the comp the the companies they support the teams they support the people they support so i i would i would i would i would have issues with it yeah, Ross, go ahead and then I want to say something, which John just triggered something in me, which I want to say, but Ross, go ahead, mate. Yeah, I would be upset if, if I don't know any, I don't have any gay Spurs friends, but if I did and they turned around and said they wouldn't want to go anymore, I'd feel very sad. I probably wouldn't go myself. Um, not that I go much anyway, but for the purpose of the story, because you can't have... You can't force other your own beliefs onto other people because that's it's just not how the world should work. And without getting too deep into it, because you know we're not that sort of podcast, bless us. But it's more you can't tell people how they should live or anything like that. So if, if a Qatari ownership did come over and they are and if they were very anti. They, LGBTQ they, they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't be by the way they wouldn't be at all this, this I, it's one of the questions that I asked like let's just say they it wasn't about Spurs I asked this question in general if they owned a team in the Premier League or Championship would they would they insist on the LGBTQ plus flags coming down absolutely not absolutely not because it's not Qatar here it's it's great it's great Britain. They they wouldn't they wouldn't. This I can tell you right now that they wouldn't. But and this is my point. What I was about to make. So, and I've only really just thought about it just now when John was talking that supporting a football club and being a fan of a football club, it's a really personal thing. But at the same time, it's not personal if you know what I mean, because you're there as as one with the rest of the fans. But it also is so personal to you. And it's such a difficult thing to to try and answer, really. You know, I, I don't... I, I just think that it's one of those things where... Um, 
There is no right and wrong answer. Everyone does what they feel comfortable with. And no one should be in a position to then say to that person, well, I can't believe you're not a real fan. You know, you know, I'm doing this stupid accent, you know. But, you know, you, you, you say you support Spurs and now you're not going because in their country they don't allow this. Fuck off. People can believe what they want. They can feel however they want, you know. And so no one should be discriminated against if it does happen. But then again, how do how would the new owners see it? They would see it the same way Daniel Levy does. Someone else will take that seat. And unfortunately, that's such short-term vision from any owner because a football club is made up of the supporters. And sometimes it takes years to truly support a club. Like, John, I mean, you're, you're, you're new on Hotspur Way. And so when, when you got that hook that thing that you know you just couldn't wait to see Spurs how long did it take was it like instant did it develop over time how, how did it grow with you I'd say it was probably over time you know you, you, you it's a it's like it's like being spoon-fed uh, a delicious soup you know you, you're uh, you, you get a taste and and then you you think about think about uh, this and that aspect of it and then you start listening to this podcast or reading that article about it and it's like a it's like a slow it's like a Chinese water torture on your forehead to become a Spurs fan, right? It's yeah. not that much fun. <laughs> I kind of like in Spurs, I don't know, there was a guy on Twitter, bankrupt Spurs, he described it, he described supporting Spurs as getting sucked off and being punched in the balls at the same time, which I think is just about right. You kind of take the pleasure and the pain at the same time. But, you know, that's Spurs for you. But I yeah. think that's what I think that's I think that's what being a being a fan is. You know, you have to you have to appreciate the rainy days to love the sunny days, right? If it was sunny all the time, we'd be all be Man City fans and we'd be you know sucking each other off to their to the amount of cups they have. But that's Woo-hoo! not the point of being a fan. It's the the point is the is the pageantry, the loving the ups, the the loving them at the downs, the hating the downs, all that. It's it's everything in between. Exactly. And that's so when you talked about having this like being spoon fed this lovely meal, it must have been I've just looked up the worst restaurants in Detroit over the Mourinho and Conte era. It must have been so Nico's Pizza and Yero is gyro, by the way. Then you've got Hungry House, Sugar Factory, L.A. Coney Island. So was it anything like that during? Oh, they are disgusting. Okay, So so it was like that during those two managers reigns and a bit of McDonald's over over Nuno Santos. When he was there, but absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, we're we're all here. It was boring. It was boring. It was treacherous. Every week, we didn't know what we were going to get. Uh, inconsistent, you know, uh, from Conte's meltdown to to uh, Mourinho icing people out to I don't even know what you want to call Nuno if he was even a person. But um, you know, it, it was it was treacherous. Talk about Nuno. You know what I found really interesting? If I was at that. Um that fans forum my my question my only question that i would have thought of was daniel levy can you tell us why you hired him and i'll lead the question for you was it because you needed a stopgap i can't believe no one asked that question because it looked like you could ask really any question i know that they were vetted nah, but it did 100 nah. one, one minute they one minute 100% i know they were vetted. but if you noticed the guy who then got on yeah, he got on someone's goat, basically. You could clearly see that he had 
yeah, vetted the question and then changed it. And so I would have asked that question. I don't care if vetted or not. It's not, you know, I don't care if I go and go to another one. Let's talk about former managers. Uh, I think we've done the Qatar thing to death. Let's see what happens. As I said, before we move on to the next bit, Qatar are only interested in 100% full ownership and that ain't happening anytime soon unless Daniel Levy changes his mind. So I'm going to read you some, some quotes. Those are the two clubs, that's Roma and Napoli, that I'd like to try for the passion fans have. I hope one day I'll have a chance to live this experience. And when he was asked about taking a job in the middle of a season... He smirks. I had to that being, I don't think he did, but he may have done. And he says, those situations have been created before I arrive. Talk about Antonio Conte. <sighs> Here's the gift that doesn't that doesn't give. I, I don't want to hear from this man ever again because he's also gone on to talk quite extensively because he's putting himself out there for a job. And he's talked about having... Um, you know, the experience of being a winner and so on and so forth. He came to Tottenham and he had the chance to be a winner. And he took the, well, I'd say not the majority, but 50, 60% of the current playing staff and he made them a shadow of what they are. That was him. Wasn't anyone else. I think it was Levy saying to him, listen, you need to play this way. You could see that whenever they were coming out in the tunnel, they weren't happy. And I'll tell you what, have, having a happy workplace, you'll have such great productivity. And these guys didn't didn't want to do the job that they had. And they ended up viewing it like a job. Because being a footballer, you should never view it as a job. What do you guys think about this guy? Purchy over to you. Um, oh, I'll yeah. be honest, I can't stand Conte. Like, I can't stand his football. Listen, I don't really, really care what he says. He can say what he wants about us. It is what it is, right? Listen, it was never going to work. Listen, he's a good manager, but not. Hold on, hold on. Is he? Is he a good manager in the same way you say Ten Hag is a good manager? I didn't say Ten Hag was a good manager. I, I we've got the receipts. Uh, we, no, hold on, hold on, Ross, Ross, back me up here. I, I, we had a I, whole debate I, about this, and you said he is yeah. a good manager. No, I said I said he no no. Okay, actually, well, you did. Yeah, that's exactly I, what you said. But yeah, yeah, I said he was a I said he was a good manager, but he is. I'll be honest, he's absolutely failing right now. But listen, it is what it is. I said I actually know what I said is actually what I did say is he had a good season last season. You said he also said he's a good manager. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going a bit wrong with him. But but listen, with the Conte thing, like, listen, it was. It, let's be honest, it was never going to work. I think I don't think that's that's not me being crazy. It was never going to work, Conte and Tottenham. You're the right. He, it, it wasn't. And that, Daniel Levy admitted that as well. Yeah, but he, the reason why he got in Conte was because it was easy way to appease the fans. But the problem what we have now is, listen, he needs. To, he is right. I th- I found his dig a bit petty on that forum thing. I was like, oh, I, was like, I really like. Like you're not you're not winning us over. I don't care what anyone. Well, I mean, you may do with some. Like some people already do get won over way too easy with this man, but not for me. Uh, but but listen, Conte's old news. Angie's the the current news. Let's worry about what he thinks, what he says. That's where I 
draw the line now. I'm I'm done. Listen, if Conte wants to go and take over at Roma or Napoli or I've heard Juve again, but go and do it. Listen, you'll be fine, but not for me. That's all. So, John, I've got a question for you, mate. Being a, a fairly new Spurs, a fairly new supporter of Spurs, when you were when you were when you were having to watch what you saw last season, did it cross your mind like I just can't be asked with this, or is it like no, this is my club? I mean, how did you feel? It was it, it was a um, it was a this is my club. You know, it was a it was a you know, um, like I said earlier, you have you, going through shit makes you more appreciate walking through a golden field of flowers, right? It's you have to dredge through the bullshit in order to get where you want. So, so seeing, seeing and experiencing and watching Conte meltdown and the the players, like you said, they looked miserable. They looked like they weren't enjoying it. Um, it wasn't good. You know, he took a he took a golden boot winner and just completely mashed him into the ground. And and you know, Sun was a shadow of himself. I mean, the whole the whole the whole squad was. So, you know, I I think it's I think it's awesome that where we're at now is probably even greater because of where we were a year ago. Anyone? Sorry, I've just muted myself. So, and more importantly, the question that you asked us, which was in a lemon party, who were the characters? It was Antonio Conte, Jose Mourinho, and who was the other one? Was it Daniel Levy or was Pochettino it Pochettino? Was it Pot? See, it's on. It's on Perch's mind. He, he can't forget this yeah. stuff. He's. I mean, well, it was great I'm, because I'm he he googled. He mind. didn't know what it was. So funny. He didn't know what lemon party was. And during the show, he googled it. We told him not to google it on his work laptop. I don't know if he did or not. He's still in a job, so he must he must have done it on his personal laptop. But he's he's been he's been you know excited by it ever since, haven't you, Perch? But what what drove you yeah. to ask that question? And and who would you have in those in the various positions? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Let's see. So I would probably put Potch running the camera. Uh, uh, Conte is the power bottom because he's so angry and Mourinho's so <laughs> lackadaisical. He'd just be, you know, he would just be behind Conte, you know, just taking it. I think you know, that's, I can I think picture that's it right now. I think that's the setup, right? There's Ooh. no other setup. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, we're going to pack, package this clip and send it over to the Qatari National Tourist Board and <laughs> see what they have to say about us fans. So let's let's move forward because we're not playing until next Monday. We're recording on Tuesday right now, so nearly a week away. 8 o'clock UK time, uh, 9 o'clock Barca time, 10 o'clock Cyprus time, and Lebanon and Detroit time, what time is that? Two o'clock? Three. Three o'clock. Uh, two, or, two or three, I think three. Wow. Are you going to watch it? Are you going to be at work? And how does, that, how does that work if you are in the office? And how do you get to watch the games? Luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm on projects most of the day uh, just doing my own thing. So I can, I can pull it up on a second monitor and just have it in the background or pull it up on my phone and my headphones. So I'll be, I'll be at least somewhat tuned in. All right. Awesome. Percy, are you going to do a watch along? on that game or you just watch it and then you don't do 
Where's Perchy gone? Oh. Sorry about that. I was I was talking. For some reason, my mic was muted. Um, no, I'll be doing a watch along. Yeah, there'll be a watch along definitely for the Fulham game. Cool, cool. And so let's let's talk about Fulham quickly because we've been going for fifty-two minutes now. Do you think Ross is over to you, mate? Because you've you've clearly spoken too much on this show. Do you think that it's going to be an easy game? Do you think it's going to be an edgy one? What do you think is going to happen in this game? Depends what side we can get out because Sonny was being kicked to hell and high water today, and Jurgen, the German, went, Nah, let's keep him on. Um, Sars got ice in his ankle. Yeah, you just go into that panic mode every time. Um, Madison isn't starting for England, so that's something. But as long Adogi, as we've got a Adogi's decent side. playing for Italy, though. That's, that's, a good, right. that's a good thing, though, isn't it? Is that his first? No, it's his second cap, isn't it? Yeah, oh, no, it's he his played, first start. I'll be honest. It's his first I'll be start, honest. but he played, he played well last, last game. With international games, I don't care for my players playing in them. I'll be honest. I, you well, you I did when Harry Kane was there and we were looking at, you know, when? P- praying to whoever for his, for his biscuit no, 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 no. Like, to I used to say away. I didn't want Harry Kane playing when he was at Spurs. Now I couldn't care less. I hope he plays. And I can... Like, it's actually quite fun watching Harry Kane play and not worrying about him. His ankles going. Like, it's quite... I don't really care. I hope, his ankles, I hope his ankles don't go and that they, they finish where they are right now in the league, which is third. That would be fantastic. And that we go on to win the effing league. So, so Ross, sorry, we, we rudely interrupted you. Hmm. All right. Um... Oh, next Monday. No, I think we'll win. I think we'll win quite easily. Um, Fulham are a bit of a niggly club, aren't they? They've also got Vinicius up front, which could come back to bite us on the arse, uh, which would be hilarious. But, no, I think we'll win. I think it'll be a nice 2-0 win. Very, it'd be nice to get old, nice to see Ange again, see the guys again. Um, hopefully, we've got Ben Johnson, uh, not Ben Johnson, that's a disgraced Canadian Sprinter, uh, Brennan Johnson back, and I don't think I think it'd be way too early for Ben Tancor, won't it? Um, uh, obviously, we'll have to be play Hoiberg because Young Basuma has got himself suspended, the naughty boy. Um, but that shouldn't be that shouldn't cause us too many issues. I can see Decky. Oh, I don't want to go into it because it's horrible what happened last night. Um, obviously, he only would have played forty five minutes last night. Um, hopefully, he's safe and sound. Um, and so we'll have a lot of the team kind of refreshed and raring to go. Um, so I can see us easily knocking Fulham to the side. Nice 2 0 victory. Then we move on to play on Friday, don't we? It's stupid bloody scheduling. Thanks, yeah. Guy. John, what do you think, mate? What's, what's, the, uh, what's your prediction? It, it's, uh, uh, well, I think, I think it might be. I mean, of course, of course, I want them to win. Uh, I, uh, I think they're going to win. I just don't know if it's going to be an easy victory, just because it, I'm hoping that teams aren't figuring out that if they run a low block and 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 just counter, that we have difficulties melting them apart. Especially if Madison has to not be a part of it uh, for whatever reason. Um, so I don't know, maybe two one. Two one. I okay. So I've jotted that down. I don't think that we're going to have. Uh nine changes happen in this game and technically we didn't lose the league cup game against them right so perchy what do you think mate 
Uh, yeah, I think we're going to win 2-0 comfortably. Um, I think it'll be quite a comfortable game. you got to bear in mind, Fulham can't score for love nor money right now. So from that pivot, from that the- thesis, I think we'll win that. I think we've got goals in us. Um, I think I'm wor- worried. Obviously, we've got no Basuma, um, potentially no Saar. So then you're now looking, going Hoybjerg and skipping midfield. That worries me. But regardless, I think you're okay. You've got full of no disrespect to them again. They can't. They don't score many goals. So you know, you know, yeah, that whenever, think... whenever anyone says no, I don't mean any disrespect. The next fifteen to twenty words that come out of that person's mouth are full disrespect. It's one of the greatest well, no, caveats. But, uh, I'm, I'm being, I'm being honest. I mean, I'm glad you what, are. You what? should be. You should. You shouldn't care if you're disrespectful to them or not. You know, they're no, they're a tiny little club who have ridiculously high high ticket prices. They can they can burn they can burn and get in the ground. I'm saying three nil. Fuck them. Okay, nah, we we need to stay. We need to stay top of the league. That's that's all that matters. But, but we just need to win the game. I don't think I don't. I'll be honest. I don't think the top of the league thing is relevant. Goal, at the goal moment. different. Goal difference matters. Are we top of the league? But, it depends yeah, which but, league we look at. Is it the XG league? But, is it the if but, this happened league? Being, well, we're not top of the being, Arsenal being, league clearly. Right, we're joint top. top we of the league that. is irrelevant in October at the moment. That I always stand by. That. Oh, don't tell Arsenal that. fans that. Yeah, but irrelevant. I mean, I mean, them lot are equally as embarrassing because them lot are going on about there's a joint top. I mean, it doesn't work like that. Like, football just doesn't work like that. And same when people are sitting there, like, with us being top. Listen, being top in, all, in, um, in October is great. I'd rather be top at the end of May when we've won the league. That, that for me, is the theory in it. I mean, I've seen us being top of the league many a time and get nowhere near it. But um, listen, for me, go, go and beat... Go and beat Fulham. I, sh- I think we do. I think we beat Fulham comfortably. Um, comfortable result there. Then you've got Palace on Friday night. So then you've got to look at it and go, go and get. We're playing back-to-back. In theory, we're playing back-to-back before anyone else plays. So we could be, in context, we could be three points at top of the table before everyone else plays the following weekend. So that's that's the context of it all, right? So, yeah, um, just got to keep winning games. Listen, by hook or by crook, if you keep winning games of football, you're all right. But listen, we have to win. Must win game. Revolutionary. Yeah. It's also the big love match this weekend, guys. There's a whole lot of love happening at the Emirates or Stamford Bridge. Yeah. I have a, they're, I'll, I'll they're, they're reunited and it feels I, so I, good I have a feeling Chelsea win that honestly I have a feeling Chelsea get a result against just them love wins mate just love they just no, have each other's hands in each do, other's shorts I think people are very quickly underestimating Chelsea they haven't started well but good. I think, I think the pro- they haven't started well but I think people, we need to be they're gonna start clicking into gear, and we need to be. We need to think about it when we we've got them soon, a few weeks time. So, so yeah. Arsenal will look after them co- this weekend. I think Arsenal. I think love, Ars- they'll I think, love I think, them. I, I, I fancy Chelsea for that one. I think Chelsea get a Arsenal result. fancy Chelsea. We. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea. Just gets- yeah, it just gets better and better, right? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think anyone's listening. So we've got. I mean, even my wife left the room. So, I mean, that's all you need to know. So, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Who are City playing? City are playing Brighton. That is Rodri back for that game. I think he is, right? Yeah, Rodri. Oh, typical, isn't it? 
So City could be top. Then when we beat Fulham 3-0, we'll go back top. Depends how many Brighton concede. And then we play Palace on the Friday. So we go back top after we smash that South London scum. But at least they know what they are, do you know what I mean? And then we've got... So Arsenal have got Sheffield United. I really hope Sheffield United don't just crumble. I really hope they do what they did to us because then Arsenal don't have the... Don't, they don't have the magnets to get through it. Do you know what I mean? I've just said magnets instead of nuggets. You get what I'm coming from. I'm tired. And City... Oh, it's the, you're not, it's the Manchester Derby on the 29th. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to no, go through all the City will just absolutely rip them apart, but that'll be funny. But no, it we'll, we'll be fine again. As Perchie said, we'll be fine against Fulham. I can't see us, famous last words, can't see us slipping up against them. Um, um, but yeah, it'll be fine. Everyone will be fine. Right, Just watch be. Sky Sports this Saturday, half five. Lot of, whole lot of men, whole lot of love. Cool. How's your how's your hiatus from Twitter been, by the way, Ross? Uh, I did put a tweet out last night for um, the Belgium-Sweden incident. Uh, my hiatus is just... It's just a mental health thing. It, it happens every year for World Mental Health Day. And I normally come off for a week. If I jump back on, I might like the odd thing here and there. I've also got my private account, which... Not many people follow, which is nice. So it's just so yabber. private, I don't even know it. I mean... Uh, you follow it, I think. Do I? Um, oh. Uh, uh, no, the, the podcast does, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, it's just been nice to get away from it all for a week. Um, just recharge the old brain. Just get away from people arguing about, you know, war trophies and bollocks. So, yeah, it's been nice. Cool, cool. So, John, how have, how have you found your debut? I had a good time. I mean, I, I think it's up to you guys to tell me how I've done, right? I, th- I think I think you're great. We need more. We need more li- like lemon party kind of a uh, kind of jibes from you. But, but other than that, or squeaky bum, whatever that was. I mean, that's what it sounded like. So <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's what we need. That's a lemon. <laughs> Is your kebab come yet? No, it's half an hour away. Really? Was it coming? I was from, I was ordering Cyprus? while perch. I wait. I wait for Perchy to go on a rant, and then I order. Oh, and I know I've got so time then. <laughs> I might not do a rant next time, just so you, you have to You can't help in. yourself. Oh, <laughs> Perchy, if you go through a full podcast without a rant, I, I, I will doff my cap, sir. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't take... T- the fuse isn't very long, though. It just it doesn't, it's, no, it it doesn't take much. It's, it's just the way I am, really. Like, I'm very opinionated, <laughs> so I just say things. and it, I hope it, I hope it oh, makes a good listen. Well, we we love you. Trippier's playing left back. Yeah, he always plays left back, but Gareth Southgate's an idiot. Gareth Southgate makes it so boring. God, you know, I lived in Southgate for a bit, and that's all I have to say about him. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the fact he's picked Harry Maguire just says it all for me. That's. I Is mean, he picked him? He think. hasn't. Yeah, oh, he's picked him. I mean, England and Phillips. He's oh, the, so so I tell you what's happened. Right? I, I can tell you now. I don't have any ITK, but it's, it's clearly obvious to me what's happened. They have called um, Gareth Southgate, both of them together, were out uh, probably uh, dossing off training, and they caught Gareth Southgate strapped down to a bed, being whipped. They took out their phones, they video recorded it, and they are threatening to release this on Reddit. 
And that's why he's picking them. Because there is no godly reason why he would pick those two players. I'm pretty sure that there are players who actually play in the Premier League who are English who have better form than these two. So yeah. I don't know what is going on there. And for things like that, he's sort of trying to make his job untenable. I don't know what he's doing. I'll be honest, when he comes out and says things like, oh, like about the abuse he gets, I mean, you're part of the problem. You put him in the spotlight for him to make a mistake, for then people to go, what the hell is going on? I don't even blame people like Maguire anymore. I don't blame him. He gets picked for, for, for different reasons than you should be. Players like Fakayo Tomori doesn't well, even get looking. Can I just say something? Um, listen, Ross, he's gone on, he's started a rant again. You can go and order dessert, mate. <laughs> See, it doesn't take much. Yeah, you bring. It doesn't take much. John, is it is there this much drama in in the U.S. national side? No, no, not at all. They barely get any press. <gasps> That's a lie. Really? They're they're um your current um coach yeah, can't, can't had a proper run in. Is it Greg Boothhold or something like that? Isn't it? Yeah, there he, um, uh, yeah, he had a run in with the oh, who's your best? Who's your good player at Dortmund? Forgotten his name now. Rainers, that's it. The Rainers. So his dad uh, is it? Who's the who's the really good guy? Is his, at is his name really Rainers? Tell me that his first name begins with T. T. Rainers. No, um, it's who's the really nah. good guy at Dortmund? That's American midfielder. Anyone? Answer for ten points. Uh, oh, you guys, come on! I don't know. It's ask Kane. He's there. I, I, I don't watch it. I'm wouldn't for me. I, Let's Google it. US, I'm trying to. U.S. national player Dortmund. Dortmund. Rayner. Giovanni Rayner. He doesn't sound American. S- Giovanni. Yeah, so Giovanni Rayner's dad, Claudio Rayner, who used to play for Man City at Rangers back in Tutte. Um He is quite. He used to be best friends with um, the current U.S. national team manager. But then during the World Cup, he dropped his son, Giovanni, because of some sort of attitude or issue. And then there was a big, massive falling out between them. And then the national manager, Greg, his contract expired and no one wanted him. But then he got brought back in. Yep. Drama everywhere. Drama, 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 drama. It's drama if people watch it. I think you and John are the only people who have. It looks like you you actually understand more about it than John does. So he I think, for sure does. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I don't I th- watch it at all. No, I don't blame you. I think we'll end the, end the show there. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Love you loads. And uh, I think this is when we start saying goodbye. Perchy, say goodbye, mate. Say goodbye, Perchy. Uh, yeah, goodbye, guys. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this one today. Oh, we you haven't um, you haven't plugged your your uh, what's it called half and half. Or, uh... No, I haven't. I haven't done any more streams with other club. Uh, I've been a bit. I've been on a bit of a hiatus. I've been doing <laughs> you, a few you're growing up. Is that what's happening? You, you've decided that. That's no, the... listen. Um, uh, there'll be there'll be stuff coming soon. Just keep your eyes peeled. I'm not going to say any more than that. If I peel my eyes to watch you and an Arsenal fan together in a room, no, 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 they'll no, singe. No, 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 I'm not going to wait. Nothing. Nothing to do with arrival fans. I'll just say that. There's what you going coming soon. You're going on only fans or what? What is it? Um, you, finally, you finally sorted that out. Um, no, I know Ross has though. By the way, so um, if you want to go and sign up to Ross, as he sent it to me, gave me free access to it. It's, it's all um, lemons, lemons, it lemons, is, lemons. It's just him drizzled <laughs> in lemon. 
It's amazing. There, there Literally. A, I know, and it's 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 so good that even there's a parody account on Fansly as well. So um, there, there you go. What are we going to call this show, by the way? This one. Um, should we just we need it, something American? Should we just call it John? <laughs> just call it John. <laughs> amazing. Um, a plus for originality. That's for sure. That's great, right? I'm trying to think of an eight mile pun because isn't Eminem from Detroit? He is, he is. It's Eminem's birthday today, I believe. <laughs> oh, there you go. I just I full think circle, it wow. <laughs> <laughs> I Do you know what? I might watch 8 Mile tonight. That's good. That movie. It's a good, um, I, might, I might download I mean, it. I might pirate it. It was in Cyprus. You can pirate whatever you want. It's great. So, uh, yeah, I might do that as well. Go into Pirate Bay and download it. And uh, oh, We've been going too long, guys. 68 minutes. Yalla, as they say mm-hmm. in Lebanon. See you next week. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone.